Bloomberg has a crass sense of humor and he has a crass disposition. Donald Trump, even behind the scenes, is more crass than what we see in, in uh, you know, we see on, on Twitter or no you know, during his press conferences. He could be a rough customer. And I'm telling you, Mike Bloomberg can be the same way. In terms of disposition and demeanor and what they say and how they present things, they're almost the same person in that way. What's different about them, obviously, is the politics. But if this comes down to demeanor, if they're one running against the other and one's going to attack one for saying this and one's going to attack someone, uh, the other for saying that, they're going to be canceling each other out a lot because you know well, that's the type of sense of humor and comportment both of them have. Wow. Wow. Maybe that's a good tack if you're anti-Trump is to have somebody that does the same sort of thing. But I don't know what that means for America. If 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 the two presidential candidates, if Bloomberg gets the candidacy, just going at each other like fourth graders like they did on Friday, yeah. will everybody just kind of tune out to that? Or? Well, I think uh, that would absolutely neutralize the whole uh, Trump fatigue factor. If Bloomberg appears to be more or less the same thing, hmm. and some persuadables in the middle might think, you know, what's the point? Uh, the economy's good. We'll stick with it. More on that in just a second uh, on Bloomberg and buying the presidency. Came across this. I was trying to come up with this the other day. E-waste pants. That's one of the names for your popular new kinds of pants among, like, businessmen. e E-waste? E- e- I think Oh, they like ca- elastic? I, yeah, and I think they say e-waste because it, well, if you just say elastic, it sounds first like you're wearing sweats and two like you've given up on life. Mm. But if you call it e-waste. That's unfair. A man uh, expands and contracts like the economy. If you call it e-waste, it's, uh, it sounds like uh, some sort of hip, new, cool of... Technological product, right? E-waste actually sounds like I'm throwing away my old CD player, and I've got to, you know, bring it somewhere. Well, Jack, uh, on President's Day, few records exist as to the president's preferences in terms of pants, but we do, we do have one clip. Let's see if you can't leave me about an age from the, where the zipper ends uh, round uh, under my back to my bunghole. <laughs> The great Lyndon Baines Johnson, who enjoyed a 90%, 89% approval rating early in his presidency. How about the fact that we combined a story about pants (laughs) with President's Day and that clip? Where else are you getting that, huh? Nowhere! Right. Are you getting that? There's only one show that's bold (laughs) enough to bring you that. Here's what it says in the ad for e-waste pants. Jogger-inspired comfort and ease meets sharp tailoring for work and play. Nice. Jogger-inspired comfort. You're wearing sweats. <laughs> well, Get over say, it. Overweight, Admit it. Overweight couch potato-inspired <laughs> styling. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exercise-inspired because I'm right. always exercising, and you see. And kickboxing, you know, parkour, yeah. that sort of thing. You never know when I'll start exercising. I can start exercising right, right now. <laughs> A lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of sweatpants are not sweating, other than just you know from. <laughs> oh, easy now. <laughs> the third day of wear. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh boy. Yeah, I know this as much as anyone. Uh, workout pants. Not a lot of working out going on <laughs> in these pants. Well, I wear the guide pants. That's how they're described. That they're like uh, tour, like uh, hiking, uh, fishing, uh, canoeing. Sure, so all I'll, I'll guide now and again. A little late. Uh, do you know where the uh, bathrooms are? Yeah, they're over there. See those little buildings? Yeah. All so these, I've, I've guided. It's funny how easily we're so smart as a beast, yet so easily manipulated. Mm. That by giving it a different name that doesn't sound as, well, doesn't sound like what it is, 
we're more comfortable with it. Yeah. They're athletic pants. They're workout pants. You're going to work out where I buy my next donut. That's what I'm working out. Uh, <laughs> workout pants. Anyway, back to the president. Which one? Bloomberg. Ah, he's not the president. Interesting article in the New York Times. This is media bias. We were talking about this earlier. <laughs> That's fake, fake news. news. Right. We are talking about this earlier. Or, the... or we're broadcasting from the future. And I believe if Bloomberg gets the nomination, we've crossed some sort of line, for better or worse, into a new territory we've never experienced before. And it's, well, it is what it is. But if you got enough money, your chance of... Uh, being president is way higher than other people. That has not been believed until now. In fact, there have been studies that show, nah, just it doesn't do you that much good. Mm. What if this time it does? What if it turns out if a guy spends a... Nobody's ever spent this kind of money before. And I've always been surprised by that. People that are super rich and they end up spending a couple million dollars. And I've always thought, why didn't you spend more? Mm, I don't know. They didn't think they are going to win or they liked their money too much. But you got a guy that's got $60 billion and he's making more every day. Mm -hmm. He just spent $400 million dollars he won't even notice that. Somebody would have to tell him. He wouldn't notice. Right. Yeah. And in any other election, Tom Steyer would be like the Monopoly man with how much money he's throwing around. Yeah, well, there, here's this is the point of this article in the New York Times. What Bloomberg's doing differently than Steyer. Oh. For anybody who's wondering, oh, yeah, well, money doesn't always. It's got to be something to do with his message or his personality or whatever. Well, this is part of it. Bloomberg's money machine from the New York Times. The presidential candidate has donated billions to progressive causes over the years. He's given or spent away more than $10 billion on an accommodation of charitable and political donations. Last year was his biggest yet, also the year he declared his bid for president. Mr. Bloomberg gave away $3.3 billion last year. Targeted, according to the New York Times and their belief, for paving the way for his presidential run. Hmm. And this is money that doesn't get counted in, you know, money you spent running for president. Right. But he laid the groundwork... The line between his charitable giving and his political ends are very blurry, says the New York Times. Winning endorsements and influencing people. Unlike his fellow self-funded billionaire in the race, Tom Steyer, Mr. Bloomberg has paved the way for a slew of endorsements with his political and philanthropic activism over the years. He has for years, and particularly in the last year, given out tons of money to various uh, groups, causes, and everything like that to try to organize them, you know, under his sphere and in his direction. Well, he and more it seems to have worked. the big anti-gun thing he's right. behind. I can't remember the name of it. But. And it seems to have worked. And I'm always uh, mocking the idea of endorsements because they're incredibly mockable when a, a newspaper or a politician comes out. But all these different little organizations getting on your side, endorsing you either with activism or, or, or saying it out loud to their members, that's got to add up. And he has spent, well, $3 billion just last year. Oh, wow. You know, I had that story the other day. I forgot to bring it up. Mike Bloomberg is also paying off social media influencers to post fake messages to make him look cool. Yeah. Saying, hey, I, I, you know, listen, I really think you ought to consider this Bloomberg character. He seems cool to me. A bunch of people are on the take. But so a billionaire can lay the groundwork over years for a political movement with all these different organizations and unions and schools and all kinds of different ways. Yeah. And yeah. then spend an ungodly amount of money on advertising. 
Yeah, it's interesting because uh, I'm thinking about money and politics. People people say they they hate money and politics. They're not against you know currency. They're against somebody being owned by the people who gave him or her money. They're inf- they're against influence really. But you got a guy who's not taken in money, therefore owes to people. He's given the money, therefore they owe him. I mean, it's it's obviously perverse. It's not being responsive to the people as a whole and trying to pass policies purely because they seem to be wise, etc. It's still weird, but it's odd to have it going the other way. I've got to assess ethically what that means. I mean, if you're, you if can, you're given a horrific organizations for their support, obviously that's bad, but if you're just supporting lots and lots and lots of community organizations... Well, first of all, you could never stop that. Even if we go with oh, the no. idea of publicly funded elections... As in, you can only use the money that's you know pulled together and that sort of stuff. You can't spend your. You could possibly do that. I don't know if you can get around the First Amendment, but even if you did that, you can't stop this. You can't stop the laying the groundwork over years by giving tons of money to organizations that you think would help you if you ran for president. Right. What if he got so? Can detailed? you imagine that effort? You can't give that money. You right. can't give to that chat charity. Right. You might be running. I hear you're running for president. You're only doing that because their fifty thousand members might vote for you if yeah. you build them a new center to meet in, mm-hmm. which absolutely could be the case. Could he get, somebody could get so specific, and maybe he already has. Target the, the the important zip codes in Wisconsin and figure out how many different organizations you need to fund, build them a new meeting center, or build them a school, or whatever, and however many counties, it would make sure you win the swing states. Heck, you just pay for their awards dinner. Right. Annually speaking, in steaks and, you know, and, uh, yeah. dinner table uh, events. That's right, Mitt. Just a, a really nice meal might be enough. You couldn't stop Michael Bloomberg for, uh, you know, doing what, doing practically anything mm-hmm. to influence various organizations in individual counties and states, your swing states. Maybe he's done that already. I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm thinking about, we were talking about his incredible wealth and how much he spent and how we won't even notice it. I mean, if the stock market goes down half a percent, he's spent hundreds of millions of dollars. It's disappeared. So if the stock market goes up a couple of percent, he probably just carves off, you know, half a billion bucks. A billion bucks. And it says, look, this found money anyway and spends it. Do you think this bothers people? Will it reach a point where people are... um would not vote for him because they're bothered by the fact that he's, quote, buying the election? Or is it just going to be he's on my team or he's not on my team? Probably mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's hard to say. I could also easily see after, say, a couple of these, uh, there's a backlash and, and the little guy is suddenly incredibly popular. And you can't win if you're throwing your money and your weight around. It just did it, the sour in the eyes of the American people. You know, Mayor Pete's argument when people blast him for a a line that Bernie says all the time, Mayor Pete has 40 billionaires donating to his campaign, 40 billionaires. And Pete says, I'm taking money from anybody who will give it to me. I don't have any, you know, network. I have no chance in this fight unless I take money from anybody who's willing to donate to me, which I think is a perfectly legitimate answer. Yeah, it's a very reasonable Midwestern answer. Uh, I need the money. I don't have a chance if I don't. (laughs) Right. 
Right. It's going to be interesting to see how this play out, and very smart for Bloomberg. If he has been laying the groundwork, as the New York Times seems to think, that this wasn't just charitable giving. It was all charitable giving with an eye toward influencing politics a certain direction. Well, the headline was uh, Bloomberg's charitable giving skyrocketed, uh, you know, immediately before presidential run or something like that. Well, they three billion was... last year. Woo! Same year he decides to run for president. That's a lot of money to give around. My final thought on the topic will be the whole infighting amongst the Democratic candidates about who's contributing to them and who's not and whether that's unholy or that's more wholesome. or Does that sway a single vote? I don't know. Well, it probably does to some of your young, idealistic uh, soft heads, but... Um, yeah, please, Elizabeth, uh, taking shots at a wine cave and crystal chandeliers. Uh, does anybody care about that? I don't know. Have you heard the most popular song in the world? We played a little bit of it earlier. We can hit you with that, among other things, coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. popular song in the world right now. Oh, boy. Here we get to the hook. Or is this the hook? Synthesizer's a little flatulent. We're using very boomer language. So where's the hook? Where's the melody? I, these are modern music. They don't play by those rules. These are modern music? So what's this song called? Monkey Time? <laughs> Dance Monkey. Dance Monkey. Um... So we got a bunch of texts after we played this earlier from parents saying, oh, my kids just play. I'm going to kill myself. My kids never stop playing. So, mm, so it's a child thing, huh? 20 countries, billion plays already in a week or something. So there you go. Just let you know. I'll introduce it to my kids today. See if they like it. Sounds wholesome enough. Unlike that pornographic Bernie Sanders rally where the women bared their, their unholy breasts against, ironically, the dairy industry. Um, and uh, Bernie was forced to leave the stage briefly until the half-naked people were corralled. I, you know, there was one comment on the video I thought was at least slightly compelling. Anybody who lets some mouthy chick take his microphone isn't going to be a good president, doesn't deserve to be president. No, you're not taking a mic. Get off the stage. But they're afraid to do that, aren't they, Jack? Aren't they? Yes. Um... <laughs> He'll never be president. But several people have been, which brings us to President's Day trivia. That's right, presidential trivia on this festive day. You won't be president, but several people have been? Was yeah, that your I know, transition? I, just, I really, my motivation is so low right now. I have found this interesting. Uh, this, is, is, this is very interesting. All right, I, I mean this. Okay. Nine presidents never attended college. Washington. Not so much as an art class. He was an autodidact, as they call them. People who learn everything learn everything on their own. Oh. Uh, Jackson didn't take so much as a as a gender studies class in the summertime. Van Buren, Taylor, Fillmore, Link. Abe Lincoln never attended college. Managed to be president without taking Comp 101. Uh, Andrew Johnson, Cleveland, and interestingly Cleveland. enough. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Peter. <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, Harry Truman, post WW2, had not attended college. Yeah. He took some heavy knocks for that, too, but he's a, a good man, a very bright man. 
I might vote for you now because you didn't go to college. Most uh, graduates uh, from any one college, Harvard, of course, mm-hmm. freaking Harvard. Um, in, if you include business school, G-Dub went there for business and Barack Obama for law. Yale, a close second. Awesome. Including both Bushes. They were Yaleys. As was Clinton, he went to the law school. All right. <laughs> Elitism. Hey, I don't follow the UFC. I know you do, Sean. I just saw this headline. UFC cheap shot shocks the sport as legal as it gets. What did somebody do to somebody? It's got to be a junk punch, right? Uh, which was allowed in the original UFC stuff when it was when it was actually just unsanctioned cage fighting with no rules or weight classes. You can't like stick your thumb in somebody's eye. Yeah, yeah, no, no thumb in the eye. You can't do like small digit mani- Like you can't grab somebody's finger and just like oh. bend it sideways. Ouch. Um, but yeah, the, this UFC. Che- I hadn't I hadn't heard this. This must have been. I from- had to make that illegal in wrestling with my kids because they finally decided that uh, finger snapping. Yeah. Jeez, well, they, it's tough to come up with any vulnerabilities on somebody three times your size. But they figured out the fingers. It's like, yeah, hey, we can't do that. Yeah, we're That's not going there. <laughs> right, no junk shots. Uh, an illegal knee appears to be uh, a knee, knee to the head of a downed opponent, which is not okay. allowed. Oh. It's brutal. All right. It's fighting, Jack. <laughs> Man's game. <laughs> Remember that softies like you need not apply. Huh? Uh, we will this next half hour replay at least part of the national anthem from the All Star Game because people oh, oh, oh. seem to be very excited. Oh, you got to play the whole thing. Got to be the whole oh, thing. Oh boy, All a lot nothing, of notes, man. A lot All of notes. The Armstrong and Getty Show. President's Day, there's a new miniseries that's going to be on ABC from Soldier to Statesman about George Washington. We were just talking earlier about how ah. underappreciated George Washington seems to be. I don't know what cha- ABC, Disney put it together. I don't know what channel it's on. Uh, is, is that it, the History Channel? Uh, I don't know. Logo there in the top right, I believe mm-hmm. it is. I, yep. I would watch that. I heard Doris Kearns Goodwin pimping that. I believe she's the executive producer. Oh, really? Well, then it's yeah. probably pretty good. Yeah. There is also, by the way, on CNN, a six-part miniseries about the British royal family. <laughs> if you watch all six of those parts, please do not vote. Please do not approach me in public. Don't publish or don't shut down your social media. God, if more people watch the history of the royal family than the history of George Washington, which I'll bet is the case. Yeah. That's troubling. Did you hear Hello. that Harry and Hello. Meghan? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Why do I know that now? It's leaked into my brain. Yep. Harry and Meghan were really lobbied hard to be the presenters of Best Oscar at the Best Oscars. Picture? Best Picture? At, uh-huh. Yeah. Best Picture at the Oscars. They were going to be the big, oh, my God, can you believe it, uh, come out there. And they said no, which I think you have to because you can't claim we're leaving England because we don't want to be in the spotlight and then show up on the Oscars presenting Best Picture. I mean, she was an actor, which is fine, but there is now. But that just, I don't know. Why would I care? Speaking of Why act- would I care? Speaking of actresses. Harvey Weinstein's case most likely goes to the jury tomorrow. And a number of court observers say America is going to be shocked when he gets either acquitted or it's a hung jury. 
as they've been in the courtroom every single day following this sort of thing. There's a podcast out there I just became aware of that apparently is great. A couple of people that are in the courtroom every day and then they do a podcast at the end of the day. Mm. Um, uh, often acting out the, the dialogue from the from the courtroom that day. Oh, wow. And it's supposed to be pretty good. And um, also, they, leading credence to this ar- this argument that he's, it's not that strong a case against him. If if you were being accused in this way, you might not think it would be a you know cool that you get thrown in jail as a rapist. Yeah, but I'm going to save all the examples till we get the results later this week, probably. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's that. Oh, oh, and I wanted to get to this story just so I can erase it from my phone. A Utah man accused of releasing rodents in hotel rooms to get free stays. Oh, boy. pretty good idea, actually. <laughs> he would uh, release mice and hands. Than the rodents and the dishonesty it's a great idea <laughs> other than the criminality and having to carry rodents everywhere you right. go it's strong uh arrested for allegedly releasing mice and hamsters into various hotel hamsters. rooms <laughs> and, then, and then complaining to management so he can get a free room hey there's a hamster in here a, a hamster everybody's having the same reaction must be somebody's pet. <laughs> so oh, come get it. I demand a free room. All right. This room is infested with hamsters. <laughs> hey, Gerbil. Said nobody ever. <laughs> and he got caught, the genius. Do so, you think the hamster was in one of those hamster balls? Who <laughs> was <laughs> running around? <laughs> so I guess it was a guinea pig that, uh, yeah, my sister had a guinea pig and. My parents agreed to cat sit uh, their friend's cat when we were kids. Oh, that ended very, very badly. Ooh. Oh, yeah, and, and my sister discovered the uh, oh, the crime. That's a, how old was she? <sighs> I'm sure she'll correct me for this. I'm going to say ten to twelve. That's rough. That's very rough. Yeah, and you know it's a caddy hamster world, though. Maybe it was a lesson. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it did. I had a, and it didn't strangle it either. It was a bloody crime scene. Mm. I had guinea pigs growing up. Uh, they don't do much, but they're a delightful little pet. Oh, yeah, cute as can be. Yeah. Sure. Feed them a carrot. Fat little things. I would say of small pets, not dogs or cats, we've definitely had the most success with the gecko mm. in terms of uh, liking it and uh, everything else. Really? It's really, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't think there'd be any personality in a reptile. We liked our rabbit a great deal, if you're looking for an alternate pet. It was an indoor rabbit. We didn't keep it outside in the hutch or anything. What sort of personality does the gecko have? Sarcasm? Really dry humor? Rye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's probably all personality I'm putting on him. Right. He's, he's, he's got no thoughts in his head whatsoever. He's got a reptile brain, size of the head of a pin. But he giving uh, you the salmonella yet? No. I hear that's a thing with reptiles. But he, uh, but when I, when I walk in the room at about around seven o'clock at night, he knows it's feeding time, and he comes out of his little hot rock, and uh, he's he's looking around and giving me the. He looks receptive to my presence. <laughs> Where are the crickets or the worms or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Crickets. Yeah. I, I and you have to put live crickets in there. You can't feed them dead crickets, so we put the live crickets in there, and he goes I, to hunting. I can guess from the context what a hot rock is, but that's interesting. So he's got to have somewhere to warm himself up. It's like a up. Cleveland steamer. Huh? Oh, boy. Is it? <laughs> wow. Happy President's Day, everyone. He's uh, cold-blooded, so he needs to be able to warm up on something. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah, All right. Yeah, you have to have a heating pad in there. And... 
Yeah. I'm sorry for that. Hey, we got audio of a gecko that fell into a beer, and the guy uh, gave mouth-to-mouth and revived it. You know it. what? Yeah, that's a you even had the video, as a matter of fact. You've been wanting to get this on the air, and why wouldn't we do it now, since we're talking geckos? Here we go. Fanny Minis B. Mouth-to-mouth. He's coming good. Oh, he's coming good. Is he coming good? Yep. Oh, he's alive. Oh, hey. yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, today in drunken Australian news. <laughs> so they dropped the gecko in the beer, then kind of laughingly gave it mouth to mouth, and it turned out it obviously hadn't taken in enough beer to die, thank goodness, and uh, it's alive. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't think he actually did CPR on this gecko, but... Shout out to having fun with your mates. Yeah, exactly. Try not to kill uh, living beasts while you're doing it, but yeah, having, having ge- a beer with your friends is fun. like rats in Australia. They're everywhere. Are they? They're vermin. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, I made that up, but it seems reasonable. Latest polls. Should we pay attention to polls? Does it make any sense to pay attention no. to polls? Probably no. 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 I thought this was pretty interesting. The argument of whether or not Bernie is the front runner. A lot of people pushing back against that. They don't want him to be the front runner. Right. There are a lot of states to come where he doesn't do nearly as well. Well, currently being the front runner, he won the most votes in both states, and he's nationally the front runner. I say you're the front runner, but arguably, uh, regardless, coming up and so him or Pete, right? Because Pete won Iowa technically, finished a close second in New Hampshire. So sure. there's the argument. Yeah. Nevada's next contest this Saturday. Bernie's ahead by a lot. Pete is in fifth place Whoa. in a poll yeah, that good. came out over the weekend. Not good for Petey. No, it's not. He's at ten percent to Bernie's twenty-five. I think Bernie's going to run away with Nevada, and then there's no conversation other than Bernie is clearly the front runner. Okay, mm. Democratic Party, discuss. Yeah, discuss amongst yourselves. All of a sudden, we're in love with good old Mike Bloomberg. Apparently, yeah, yep. So that's that. There's a debate Wednesday night. That's all you need to know about that. Mayor Pete met his husband on uh, Tinder. He did. He did. He actually did. He, I swiped right. It's the most millennial thing I've ever done. He said. I'll be darned. Um, yeah, and uh, he was. I mentioned this earlier, or did I just tweet about this? That he was heckled by gay people when he had a rally in Sacramento because they called him a, a rainbow capitalist, which is apparently bad. What's a rainbow capitalist? I, I don't know. He's, he's he's a capitalist. He's a gay fellow, but he's not gay enough or not socialist enough, I guess. And and then he was uh, also heckled by some gay fellows in San Francisco, and his uh, supporters yelled, "You're homophobes!" at the gay people. So I'm a little confused by the whole thing. I'll let you all settle it. Uh, final note about Mike Bloomberg. A rainbow capitalist. Yeah. Uh, is the incorporation of the LGBT movement and sexual diversity to capitalism and the market economy viewed especially in a critical lens as this? I don't know. So I, I I'm guess thinking most gay people are okay with capitalism. That'd yes, be my of guess. course. Yeah. Uh, so uh, back in 1990, Bloomberg's employees uh, created a book of his offensive quotes called The Portable Bloomberg, The Wit and Wisdom of Michael Bloomberg. It was edited by several of his uh, top people. Some of the tidbits included, <clears throat> the only liberal I trust is a rich old liberal. Why? Because they're old enough to understand what they're saying and they're rich enough to pay for what they say. Okay. If women wanted to be appreciated for their brains, they'd go to the library instead of Bloomingdale's. Gotcha. The three biggest lies are, the check's in the mail, I'll respect you in the morning, and I'm glad that I'm Jewish. Then my personal favorite... What is that? My personal favorite, if Jesus was a Jew, why does he have a Puerto Rican first name? (laughs) (laughs) He'll have 
answer that than the debate uh, Wednesday night in Vegas. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, whenever my wife catches me eyeing some broad, there's a, there's a, there's a harsh term in this uh, sentence, folks. What's, so. what's uh, Mayor Bloomberg's marriage situation? He's uh, so you got multiple he's d- d- uh, divorced. I he's don't currently know, married. Actually. I don't know that. Either. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Whenever my wife catches me eyeing some broad, she's very careful to turn to me and say, "That's the most expensive piece of ass in the world." Nice. Iron some broad. What year is this? <laughs> well, I, I didn't write it. Bloomberg did. Bloomberg was married from 75 until 93. He is currently in a domestic partnership since uh, 2000. What is that? Okay. Um. Let's see. There are three types of favorite restaurants. Where would you go if you had to eat there forever? I'd say, tw- okay, this is not that. Oh, so, that's that good. So he says that he never said these things, and they were made up for a funny book. It was a it was a gag. Mm. That's what he says. It's not a very good one. If you actually become the presidential candidate, you actually have to like some, somebody has to come forward and explain all that. That's just the way it works. I don't care if he made those jokes either. anyway. I don't, but, I don't either. Although the Puerto Rican one was pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) So Chaka Khan sang the national anthem at the All-Star Game. Let me take you in your arms. Let me fill you with your charms, Chaka. Let me rock you. Let me rock you, Chaka Khan. Uh, But uh, apparently uh, people are not happy with it. Why don't you listen for yourself? Okay, that's next. Armstrong and Getty. Here to perform the Star-Spangled Banner is acclaimed singer, songwriter, and ten-time Grammy winner from Chicago. Wow, ten. Shaka Khan. This is going to be great, honey. Shaka Khan. (laughs) (laughs) Chicago! Oh, say, can you see Have to finish if you don't want. <laughs> 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 I 
Oh, boy. That was quite a journey. Yeah, it was. That was a trip. There's more. That was pretty long. That was crazy long. Uh, without the the please welcome, uh, about two and a half minutes. Mm. Well, there had to be people just openly cracking up in the stands. Well, a couple, yeah, when she really ah! <laughs> screams at you. My, my favorite headline about it was Shaka Can't. <laughs> oh, unfortunate. Oh, yes. Wait, there were some uh, real musical excursions there yeah. at times. Let's explore the modes and all the scales. <laughs> what the- I wonder if she's going to find her way back. What's this last thing? (laughs) That's a good one. Are you stuck? I still got it. I hear you. All right. All right. All right. All right. Make it stop. So the United Arab Emirates launched a spacecraft today that is going to uh, orbit around Mars. First time a Middle Eastern country has done this. UAE. Really? Yeah. The rest of the world getting involved in exploring Mars. We got to shoot that thing out of the sky, don't we? Turn the Space Force loose on it. Going to have a Muslim Mars is what you're going to have. Oh, <laughs> It is now my incredible privilege to present final thoughts with these moron Armstrong and Getty. Thank you, sir, on this President's Day. Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Uh, I hereby decree we get a final thought from everybody on the crew before we wrap things up. There's uh, Michelangelo pressing the buttons in the control room. Final thought? Really shouldn't have used super glue for this beard. It's really, really hurting when I'm pulling this thing off. Yeah, yeah. Michael dresses as a Abraham Lincoln, Every right? year. Yeah. Yeah, then I go to the theater, back. but then I duck. So, oh, boy. I don't. Too soon. Really I, too I soon. guess. It is too Positive soon. Sean's our producer. Final thought? Yeah, mine, too. Costume-related. This Ulysses S. Grant uniform that I wear every year, I feel like I, it's too authentic. This wool is not breathable. I need <laughs> to figure out a, a different tack for next year. It's gamey. Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought for us? I say Chernow for a Washington book, McCullough for a Truman book, Burlingame for a Lincoln book. Show off. There's a lot of good ones out there. You should read something on President's Day. Uh, my final thought is the most common re- religious affiliation among presidents has been Episcopalian. The fine people, the Episcopalians. Number two, Presbyterians. I was raised Presbyterian. For number two, we try harder. Uh, let's see. You got one more. Everybody knows the tallest and shortest at this point. Uh, Who's the shortest? M- Madison. Five, Madison. Four, yeah. Eight left-handed presidents. Eight out of 45. Yeah, including quite a few of the recent ones. Ford, Reagan, H.W. Bush, Clinton, and Barack Obama. Lefties. Like myself. Hmm. Hmm. Was that disclosed before they ran, or did they... (laughs) I think somebody probably noticed. Yeah. We went through the Gallup uh, findings. The, The bottom thing you can be in terms of people wanting to vote for you is socialist. Man, woman... Hispanic, gay, straight, religion, the one that the majority of people say they won't vote for, the only one on the list was socialist. 
Well, that's a bit of an issue. Yeah, this is interesting this year. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. All our po- oh, I'm, uh, so many people, thanks for a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All our podcasts are there. The on-demand, the one more thing. Email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We'll see you tomorrow on actual workday. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, you're, we're dismissed. Is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Let's see if you can't leave me about an inch from the, where the zipper ends uh, around uh, under my back to my bunghole. Armstrong and Getty.